This is the Do It Scared podcast with Ruth Sukup, episode number 17. In today's episode, we are going to talk about what it means to live your life with no excuses and how that might just change everything. Welcome to the Do It Scared podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and each week on the show, we will talk about how to face your fears, overcome obstacles, and most importantly, how to take action and create a life you love. Today's episode is brought to you by the Living Well Planner, the very best tool for managing all the pieces of your busy life and for crushing your goals. Pre-order our gorgeous new floral edition by August 31st to take advantage of our lowest price of the entire year. Plus, get two free amazing gifts with your purchase. You can get all the details at livingwellplanner.com slash doitscared. Once again, order by August 31st and get all the details at livingwellplanner.com slash doitscared. Hey there, and welcome back to the Do It Scared podcast. My name is Ruth Sukup, and I am the founder of Living Well Spending Less and the Living Well Planner, as well as the founder of Elite Blog Academy and the New York Times bestselling author of five, soon to be six books. Whether you are new and just finding me through this podcast for the very first time, or whether you've known me for a while from either Living Well Spending Less or Elite Blog Academy, welcome. My hope is that this is a place where you will find new inspiration and motivation to move past the things that are holding you back so that you can create a life you love. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about something that I think doesn't get talked about nearly enough, especially in a culture that is centered around shifting the blame a lot of the time. There is always someone or something at fault for what's wrong with our lives. We were bullied. Our parents got divorced. We didn't make the cheerleading team in ninth grade. Whatever. But today we are talking about living life with no excuses and what that actually means and also how to actually implement that policy in your life and make it stick. Because ultimately, that's exactly what this podcast is all about. It's about taking control of our own destiny in order to move past those things that are keeping us stuck and instead create a life we love. Because courage doesn't mean that we are never afraid. Instead, courage is being scared but taking action anyway despite our fear. It's putting one foot in front of the other, even when we're not quite sure where the path is going to lead us. Okay, so one more quick thing before we dive into all the goodness of today's episode. I've got a great little download that you can grab that will walk you through some of the practical strategies we'll be discussing today. You can get it along with our show notes by visiting doitscared.com slash episode 17. Once again, that's doitscared.com slash episode 17. And with that out of the way, let's dive in. So you would never know it based on her extremely high level of perkiness and positivity. But my friend Susie Moore, who you might remember from episode two, 
was actually born with the deck stacked completely against her. She grew up in extreme poverty in the UK on the UK's version of welfare. She had a mom who was mentally ill and a dad who was an alcoholic. He would disappear regularly, sometimes for months at a time. And as a result, their life was completely unpredictable. They moved around all the time. And sometimes when times were good, they'd manage to find a place in the projects. In bad times, they'd be in homeless shelters. And as a child, there was so much about her family that Susie was ashamed of. She remembers trying to keep the details of her situation hidden from all of her classmates and her teachers. But then when she was a teenager, she stumbled across a book called The Magic of Thinking Big, which you've maybe heard me talk about before because I love that book. And in it, there was a chapter titled No Excuses that explained that excusitis was the failure disease and that if Susie wanted to succeed in life, she would need to cure herself of it forever. And from that moment on, Susie vowed to live her life with no excuses and to not let her circumstances define her. And she didn't. Despite having no formal education, she made her way first to Australia and then to the United States, where she built an incredibly successful career in corporate sales, working for a Fortune 500 company earning a high six-figure salary. And while most people on the planet would have been really happy achieving that, Susie knew that she was meant for something more. So she walked away to start her own life coaching and motivational company. Now a best-selling author of the book, What If It Does Work Out? How a Side Hustle Can Change Your Life, she inspires thousands of people to live their best lives as she lives hers. All because she refused to make excuses. My friend Edie, who joined me here in episode 10, had a story that followed a pretty similar path to Susie's, even though her upbringing in the backwoods of Appalachian, Tennessee was a world away from the UK. It's a story that Edie shares in heart-wrenching detail in her incredible memoir, All the Pretty Things. An alcoholic dad, extreme poverty, frequent hunger, no stability. With no real role model to follow and a family of drunks, lunatics, and criminals surrounding her, it would have been so easy for Edie to fall into the very same pattern. After all, it was all she knew. But like Susie, Edie decided early on that she was not going to make excuses for her life. For Edie, the defining moment happened when she was just nine years old and she wanted to try out for a cheerleading team. And at the time, her mom could not afford for her to take any sort of gymnastics classes or dance classes. So Edie would learn from the other girls on the playground at recess, all those girls who could afford to take gymnastics and dance classes. And little Edie practiced so much that she got better than all of them. So when it came time for cheerleading tryouts, Edie knew, she just knew she'd make the team because she could tumble better than anybody. And then she didn't make the team. She was the girl that didn't wear the right clothes and who didn't come from the right family and who didn't look the way a cheerleader was supposed to look. And so she didn't make the team. 
But a few parents who had seen the tryouts were completely outraged when Edie got cut because they knew how good she was. And so they went to the coach and they convinced the coach to change her mind. So the coach relented and the next day she stopped by Edie's house to offer her a spot. But Edie's mom said, no, no way. If you don't recognize how talented my daughter is, then you don't deserve to have her on the team. And if you listen to that episode, you might remember how Edie responded. She said, I remember in my own little child heart saying to myself, they will never be able to tell me no again. I will be so good. I will work harder than anybody. They will never be able to tell me no again. And from then on, Edie did work harder than anybody. She graduated with honors, went on to medical school, and became a family physician. And then, a lot like Susie, she eventually left behind the practice of medicine to start something completely of her own. First, homeschooling her two youngest daughters, and then eventually starting her own wildly successful business. And here's the thing. Both Susie and Edie could have easily let their disadvantages define their life. And the reality is that no one would have blamed them. They would have both been given a pass by society. After all, how can one possibly be expected to overcome such extreme poverty and dysfunction? It's not their fault. They were just victims of their circumstances. But the difference is that both Susie and Edie refused to see themselves as victims, and they refused to give themselves an out. Their determination and drive to rise above their circumstances started with their conscious decision to stop making excuses. Because truly, it is the only way. And I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this right now, your circumstances are nowhere near as dramatic or as dire as the ones that Susie and Edie faced. But you will still have to make that choice to never make excuses. So speaking practically for a minute, how do we actually implement this in our day-to-day lives? How do we put safeguards in place to make sure that we are adopting this same kind of no excuses mentality? Well, I'm sure there are probably lots of ways, but I can think of three specific steps that we can all take right now that will help us make this mindset a reality in our day-to-day lives. The first step is to know that the only thing you control is you. So my kids go to a school that requires them to wear uniforms, a policy that as a mom, I am incredibly grateful for. I am not going to lie. You see, we had one year at a non-uniform school and the daily battles over what to wear was enough to turn me into a pro-uniform evangelist forever. But even with a relatively restrictive uniform policy in place, my daughter Maggie is still incredibly picky about what she wears. I don't really actually understand it, but She reserves certain colors for certain days, and she takes a lot of pride in selecting the perfect hair bow, the perfect socks, and the perfect shoes to complement her look every day. And well, at the start of the school year, I ordered a few different skirt and skirt options for her to rotate through because she doesn't really like to wear pants. There is only one skirt of all the skirts I ordered that she actually likes. And so she wears it every single day. Now, 
normally this is not a huge issue because unlike Annie, my second daughter, who is pretty much a walking disaster and gets completely dirty every single day, Maggie is not really a rough and tumble kind of kid, which means that her clothes stay pretty clean. So she can wear the same skirt every day if she wants. But one morning, my husband, Chuck, who is our resident chief breakfast maker extraordinaire, surprised us all with blueberry pancakes, which is something that he never makes, especially on a weekday. So we were all super excited until Maggie cut into her very last pancake and struck a particularly juicy blueberry, which practically exploded off the plate and right on to her favorite skirt. Disaster. Oh my goodness. Almost instantly, what had been a relatively pleasant morning in the Zookup household devolved into a cacophony of wailing, which was Maggie, yelling, Chuck, who in addition to head chef is also chief stain remover in our household, singing, which was Annie, who was completely oblivious to the chaos unfolding around her, and laughing, which was me at the ridiculous of the entire situation. Within minutes, it was very clear that the skirt was not going to be wearable that day, if ever, which is where my previously sweet and perfectly pleasant daughter disappeared and the real drama began. There was crying and stomping and pouting and a whole lot of huffing until finally I had had enough. In my very best, don't mess with me mom voice, I told her that she needed to pull herself together, that it was just a skirt and not the end of the world, considering that she had several perfectly good skirts available to wear. And then softening up just a little bit, I said, honey, there are always going to be things in your life that happen that are outside of your control. And I am sorry that your skirt got ruined, but you still have a choice of whether you let this affect you. If you let this ruin your day, you are letting the blueberry win. Is that really what you want, to be defeated by a blueberry? (laughs) And it was a totally silly thing to say, but at least, at least it elicited the very briefest of smiles before the pouting began again. But the truth is that there is so much in life that is outside of our control. We have no ability to predict the future or the weather or what major world events and catastrophes will occur. We don't get to pick our family of origin, the color of our skin, or our social and economic standing. We don't get to choose our IQ. We can't control what other people do or how they treat us or what they might say. At any given moment, we could experience an unexpected trauma or tragedy or illness or setback, or yes, even a rogue blueberry, one we never saw coming. Indeed, the only sure thing about life is that it is completely and utterly unpredictable and a lot of times completely unfair. You will never be able to control everything that happens to you or how people treat you. At some point, the deck will be stacked against you and something won't be fair. Someone will treat you badly. You might get sick or injured. You'll have a financial setback. You'll be betrayed. It is not so much a matter of if one of these things will happen, but when. 
because they will happen. And that's why it is so, so, so critically important to understand in the core of your being, in every part of your soul, that the only thing that you will ever be able to control is you. You can't control what happens to you or how people treat you, but you can control how you choose to respond. Your control and your choice is in the ownership you choose to take, regardless of the circumstances. But make no mistake, taking full responsibility and complete ownership of your life can feel pretty scary. It means that there is nothing left to hide behind and that you are standing out there in the open, vulnerable, exposed, and raw. And that takes real courage. So that's the first step. Know that the only thing that you can control is you. The second step is to look for a role model, not a rescuer. So one of my Elite Blog Academy students, Jennifer Marks, is an incredible success story. And I love her story because it just shows exactly what can happen when you take ownership. But Jennifer had been running her own travel guide business for 20 years, and things were not going that well. I mean, the travel guide industry was slowly dying, and it wasn't that she wasn't willing to work hard, but it was this industry that was quickly becoming more and more obsolete, and her income was going down, and she knew that she had to do something new, but she wasn't sure what. And so she sought guidance. Someone who had been there, someone who could show her the way. And that's exactly what she found at Elite Blog Academy. And in the spring of 2017, she dove in headfirst to the course. She put her blinders on and she completed every single assignment in order, even the assignments that scared her or seemed silly or pushed her way outside of her comfort zone. And less than a year later, her new business venture and website, jennifermaker.com had far exceeded her travel business revenue and she was making more than $20,000 a month from her blog. And when I asked her what she attributed her success in EBA to, she explained that although she had been in business for many years, she had never had a role model before. Someone who had been there and someone who could show her what was possible. And when she finally saw what was possible, she realized that she could do it too. And that's why the second step is to look for a role model, not a rescuer. Because it's only natural when you're faced with the unknown or when you're trying to do something you've never done before or when you're feeling unsure is to look for someone else to guide you along the way. Because let's face it, in any endeavor in life, it is nice to have someone who has been there, someone who just gets it and knows exactly what you are going through. It's helpful to have someone offering up their wisdom and advice, possibly even showing you exactly what to do. And that's true no matter what you might be going through. There's nothing more reassuring for a new mom than another mom offering firsthand advice on everything from feeding to teething to sleeping through the night. And there's nothing more helpful to an entrepreneur than talking or listening to other more experienced business owners. 
In fact, in many professions, the importance of mentorship and guidance is built right in. Professional athletes have coaches, doctors start as interns, then become residents under the guidance of their more experienced attending physicians. Lawyers start as associates or clerks before moving up the chain. No one wants to feel like they are going at it all alone, wading into uncharted territory all by themselves. It's comforting to be able to follow in someone else's footsteps, and it's reassuring to know that whatever you are trying to do is actually possible because someone else has done it. In general, role models and teachers and mentors and coaches are a really good thing, especially when it comes to doing it scared. And so if you are preparing to break out of your comfort zone and try something new, then finding someone to guide you along the way can be a really smart idea. That person can help you avoid pitfalls and let you know that you are on the right track. It might mean taking a class or hiring a coach or just talking to someone who has already done the thing that you want to do. But there's a catch. You see, a role model is someone that you seek out for guidance, not the other way around. And that is a very different scenario than simply hoping for someone else to figure it out for you or to show you the way. Looking for a role model is not the same thing as waiting to be rescued. And it is really, really, really important to understand the difference. When you actively seek out a role model for guidance, You are assuming responsibility and taking ownership of your journey. You are being proactive, not reactive. And you understand that the job of your role model is not to do the work for you, but to show you that it can be done and to offer guidance along the way. On the other hand, when all you do is wait for a rescuer or sit around wishing and hoping that someone else would help make things easier, you are allowing yourself to become the victim. And what's worse is that you are giving away all your power to someone who may or may not ever show up. When Jennifer signed up for Elite Blog Academy, the biggest thing she got was a clear path to the result that she wanted. But she was still the one who had to take ownership of that path. And she was the one who had to do the work. I guarantee that you do not need to be rescued. But you might need a role model. And lucky for you, there are role models and teachers and coaches and mentors everywhere you look. You just have to start looking. And that's step two. Find a role model, not a rescuer. But there's one more critical step to take, and that is to believe in your heart of hearts that even a good excuse is still an excuse. Because we all know those people, the ones who always have some sort of excuse or justification, some reason why it's not their fault, some sort of explanation that gets them off the hook, some magical way of shifting the blame and wriggling out of responsibility and getting it away from themselves. Maybe you are that person. After all, excuses are never in short supply. My husband often jokes that women can justify and rationalize almost anything. And maybe he's right, but quite honestly, I don't think it's just women who can do that. I think it's everyone. It's really not that hard to come up with equally 
good reasons why or why not. And if you are looking for an excuse, you will always be able to find one. But even a good excuse is still just an excuse. The only way to escape the disease of excusitis is to refuse to make it an option under any circumstances. At any point in their lives, both Susie and Edie could have selected from any number of perfectly legitimate and reasonable excuses. Growing up in poverty, a dysfunctional family, addiction, abuse, lack of opportunity, no guidance along the way. And not one single person on the planet would have blamed either of them for not rising above it all, for not making anything of their lives. How could they? They were clearly victims of an unfair system. How could they possibly be expected to overcome all those disadvantages? And yet, they both did. Which means that you can too. But it starts with refusing to make excuses no matter what. So from here on out, I want you to eliminate excuses from your vocabulary. Stop looking for justification because you'll always find it. And instead focus on the one thing that you can control, yourself. We live in a world that is full of excuses. So full that you won't have to look very hard or very far if you really want to find one. But although an excuse might make you feel better in the short term, in the end, excuses won't serve you. Instead, they only shackle you and keep you stuck. And that's why it is so important to adopt a no excuses mentality. You can do that by taking three simple steps. First, understand that the only thing you can control is you. You can't control what happens to you or how people treat you, but you can control how you choose to respond. Second, look for a role model, not a rescuer. You don't need someone to fix you, but you could always benefit from someone leading the way. And finally, believe that even a good excuse is still an excuse. And excuses will never get you to where you want to be. Okay, so don't forget that if you would like the worksheet that goes along with this episode that will walk you through the three steps we just talked about, you can download it and get all of our show notes at doitscared.com slash episode 17. Once again, that's doitscared.com slash episode 17. And before we go, I want to say as always that I love hearing from you. So if you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics that you want to see addressed here on the Do It Scared podcast, any guests that you would like to see interviewed, or really if you just want to share your own Do It Scared story, I would love to hear it. So please feel free to reach out via email. You can fill out the form at doitscared.com. And that about does it for this episode of the Do It Scared with Ruth Zuka podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you liked what you heard, please, please, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes or you can leave it on our Do It Scared website or you can leave it on Facebook, but then go to doitscared.com to submit a screenshot of your review for a chance to win Do It Scared t-shirts and mugs. Also, be sure to subscribe via iTunes or via Google Play or wherever you prefer to listen to always be notified of new episodes. And speaking of upcoming episodes, be sure to join me next week as we chat with American Ninja Warrior Allison Toperwine about finding the inner strength to fight back 
after being handed a devastating diagnosis of early onset Parkinson's disease, a disease for which there is currently no cure. Allison is the definition of grit and determination and no excuses. And she has so much wisdom to share about refusing to feel sorry for yourself, even when you've been dealt a very rotten hand. I know she'll inspire you the way that she inspired me. So definitely don't miss this one. And I will catch you then. Thank you.